Cell phones on silent and shut your fucking mouth. The show is about to begin. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shipwreck Show. My name is Shipwreck and I will be your hostess with the mostess and we fucked up. <laughs> so I don't know. You know what? It wasn't even a we thing. Oh my God. Hold on. There we go. I had to get rid of that. I had the YouTube pulled up in another tab because I was in the comments. I, I fucked up. Listen, I fucked up. And Sonia's job is to catch this stuff when I send it to her and for her to say, hey, you look at you might have the dates wrong on this. This is June 13th and you want July 13th. And I'm like, but neither one of us caught it. OK, so listen, that live with the CDC director and the congressional hearing was on June 13th. You can go to their web, uh, their YouTube channel and watch it all of it. It's two and a half hours long. I might just for some content and just to kind of see what she says, uh, but I'm not going to do it today because I think that's counterproductive. Uh, I'd like to watch things live. So I'm the one that messed this up. That was my bad, but I have lots of other stuff that we can still talk about because obviously there's still a lot going on. And so that's what we're going to do today. I have a video of Tucker Carlson and Andrew Tate, um, who sat down together and they did this whole interview. The interview is about 40 minutes long, roughly, but it's a really good interview because everything that we were told about Andrew Tate was kind of wrong. Not not wrong, but misled and then allowed to be misled. And so if you guys remember, so Andrew Tate is, he's, I don't even know what he, like an entrepreneur and he pisses everybody off because he, he has very, very conservative views in terms of a woman's place in society and in her and you know and he's big into like teaching men how to be that masculine men like we talk about the masculine men uh from like the 20s right that's kind of his view and it really 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 triggers women now i've always kind of liked andrew tate and i'm not gonna lie i i've i like the way that he thinks i think he's right about a whole bunch of things i think he comes off as being kind of I think his delivery could be a little bit better. Um, but I think that he's right in a lot of, of circumstances, but a lot of people take what he has to say out of context. And then they call him like the biggest misogynist in the world. Uh, Quail man, welcome to live and Vicky. Welcome to live. It's good to see you. Lily's flowers and Amberlynn, Sonny Brown. We got Sonny Brown backstage, Amy Jill on rumble. I'm rumble. I can't see you if you don't comment. Um, well, welcome. Sorry. Sorry. We fucked this up. So that's what we're going to do today. Right. Sonia. And then, cause I'm already, cause I'm, I'm like, well, I didn't figure this out until about 20 minutes ago. And I'm like, well, I'm already, I'm showered. I'm wearing real clothes. I don't have any stains on me yet. I got up early. I made breakfast for the kids. It's on the counter in tinfoil. So it stayed warm. I'm all ready to go. And I'm like, well, we're not just going to like waste this. So let's just, let's just do this. Let's just do the thing. Um, that's what we're going to watch. So I'm going to pull it up and we're going to watch this interview. I have another thing that we can watch. Maybe if you guys want to, I'll bring it up after Andrew Tate's thing. And this was Dr. Uh, Stephen Greer. Do you guys know who that is? Sonia, do you, did you know who that was before I told you? Man. <laughs> so Dr. Stephen Greer is like the alien spaceship connoisseur. That's like his thing. Like he worked for the government for a while and then the government kicked him out as the president's changed. And he had a bunch of whistleblowers come out and talk about like this deep shadow government that's under the shadow government that the president doesn't even really know about and talk about all of these, just the whole thing is very, um, 
mind blowing. And nobody talked about it. It was never really, I never, I saw it once on TikTok from some guy, but nobody else really talked about it. So let's do the Tucker one first. And then if you guys want to watch that, hi, Captain Dread and Storm and Norman and Melinda. If you guys want to watch some of that, we can do that as well. It's a very interesting, but it is very long. I want to say it's like three hours. So if you guys want to stick around for that, we can. I was prepared to go at least until noon today with the streaming. Plus, I don't know if YouTube will give us a copyright. So maybe we'll have to just see. It's good to see you too, Captain Dread. Thank you. So without further ado, let's watch the Tucker Carlson interview. And we're going to make it big. And we're going to go. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. Imagine being a sixth grade boy in the United States right now. What are you hearing we got sound? at school? What are they telling you on the internet? Okay. Well, they're telling you to stop being yourself. Sit still. Stop joking. Suppress your aggression. Share your feelings. Obey. Female qualities are virtuous. Masculine qualities are oppressive. That's the message. In case it wasn't clear enough, schools around the country have removed urinals from boys' bathrooms. The male body itself is shameful. Sit down when you pee like a good little girl. <laughs> Views like this are often called feminism or woke politics. I miss Tucker. But in fact, they amount to mass conversion therapy, an attempt to change the fundamental nature of Double people. sound? Nothing like this has ever been attempted at scale. It's one of the most grotesque and destructive okay. experiments in human history. Hang tight. Let me grab some headphones. Yes, sir. I am live right now. What would it be like to find yourself the subject of that experiment as a boy trying to become a man during the Biden years? Sounds good you now. Might kill yourself. Well, I'll just play it have. and then I'll. You might decide to reject your own manhood and embrace androgyny or even switch sexes. I'm off. Girls are better. Fine. I'll become one. Or more likely, you might simply withdraw into porn and weed and video games and give up on life before it's begun. You might retire at 19. It's forbidden, but that does not make it any less real. So it's probably not surprising that Andrew Tate was the most Googled man in the world last year. He offers a different vision. Tate is a former professional kickboxer who about a decade ago began posting advice to young men on social media. Tate's view is that men want respect above Sorry. all. That's how they're wired. In order to get respect, men must become worthy of it. They must become more impressive. Wake up early, work as hard as you can, stay sober, find God, keep yourself physically fit, don't complain. That's his worldview. Earlier generations of Western leaders might have found parts of Tate's message inspiring. Now it's seen as a threat. The media treated him like a criminal up until the day he was officially classified as one. Just after Christmas last year, Tate and his brother Tristan were arrested and thrown into prison in Romania, where they live. The Tates were held without charges for three months, very likely with the encouragement of the British and American governments. In June, they were charged with human trafficking. They're now under house arrest until their trial. Are the Tates guilty of human trafficking? We're not their lawyers, but it's worth noting that as of today, not a single woman has come forward to say that she was kidnapped or imprisoned, or moved across international borders against her will by Andrew or Tristan Tate. It's also true that in some ways, the charges against the Tates seem inevitable, like they were always going to happen. 
Accusing a man of a sex crime is the fastest possible way to discredit what he's saying. Days after WikiLeaks revealed that the U.S. government had been spying on its allies and lying about it, Julian Assange was arrested in London for rape. Nine years later, prosecutors dropped the case against Assange for lack of evidence, though somehow that fact was not as widely covered. Is that what's happening here? Again, we don't know. Jeffrey Epstein's dinner partners insist that Andrew Tate is a pervert and a criminal. Maybe they're telling the truth. Either way, we think Tate's views about men very much deserve a hearing. So we flew to Romania to talk to him. We're posting the entire interview here on Twitter because we've been assured it will not be taken down for ideological reasons, as so much of his content has been. The video is long, but if you can, take the time to watch it. Make up your own mind about Andrew Tate. Here it is. So what are you charged with? That's a really good question. I'm charged with being the head of an organized criminal group, which is in charge of recruiting girls to make TikTok videos to steal the money from the TikTok views. Recruiting girls to make TikTok videos and stealing the money. So it's really a financial crime? I, it looks that way. And it's very interesting because the girls who they've identified to add to the file are saying that we're not victims of anything and this isn't true. But the state believes it's true. And the state thinks that I, as a 35 year old man, woke up. I was already extremely financially successful. I was already a father. I was already very well known. I had no financial motivation. I have no criminal record. It's not my personality profile. But I woke up the age of 35 and decided to make girls do TikTok to enrich myself with the pennies that I would earn from TikTok views. So in the United States, the I think the belief is that you were charged with human trafficking. Yeah, that's human trafficking because what you do is you force a girl to work against her will for financial gain. That's human trafficking. And their justification for this is that girls do TikTok. Some girls I know who they found who say they're not victims have TikTok accounts. How do you force someone to do TikTok videos? I guess the prosecutor is going to have to explain that, isn't he? Uh, it's a very interesting scenario I'm in, and I'm inside of Romania, so I have to show a degree of respect. All charge is that there's an organized criminal group. There's a group of us. I'm the head of it. My brother is the below me. And we use the lover boy method to convince women to do TikTok videos to make money so that we can steal the TikTok money. So there's no, just to be clear, you are not accused of pandering, of pimping, of no. forcing women to have sex with anybody. No, not forcing them to have sex, not, for, not restraining their uh, movement, not stopping them from living a full life, but the fact that we are somehow convincing them to have TikTok. Very interesting. I don't and, think... But, but, but there's no actual... I'm asking you this because I, I do think it's a widespread belief that you were accused of pimping. Yeah, no, that's nothing to do with any of this case. Absolutely nothing. And it's kind of scary because the crime in itself of human trafficking is a unique one because they can ignore the statement of the victim. So the girls have come forward and said, this is insane. You've just picked us because we're near Andrew and we're his friends. But the whole idea of the crime is they can say that she's under, she's brainwashed, right? She's under duress. So you can ignore her statement. State says she's a victim regardless of the fact that she says she's not a victim. So it's very interesting because the difference between sex and rape is consent, right? Right. But they remove all of that. They're like, nope, you're a victim. No matter what you say, we're deciding you're a victim. And they've chosen them. And of course, these girls do nothing pornographic. They've never had sex with anyone, nothing to do with that. So they've picked TikTok. So it's scary. Imagine you're a full-grown man anywhere in the world today. 
they can find two girls who have TikTok on their phone, which is every single female on the planet, and they can accuse you of forcing them to take the TikTok money. And even if the girls say they didn't do that, this isn't true, then you're still a you're still a human trafficker. But, but I'm going to stop it for just a second and because I want to talk about this for a minute. Plus, if I let it run too long consecutively, then I'll ask for copyright. But when I was called in for jury duty, I was like a part of the thing. That was one of the things that the state prosecutor had said to everybody when they were interviewing people for jury duty. He came out and this is the thing that I had a huge problem with. He came out and he said, is your is your opinion of the case or is your opinion of what is being presented in front of you going to change if you were to find out that the victim recanted their statement and decided not to press charges after all. If the victim came out and said, no, this isn't what happening, would you still you know, be able to decide without reasonable doubt whether or not this incident happened? And I was like, no, I can't do that because then, you know, who, where's the justice in any of that? And so I thought that was really interesting that that's, they're doing the same thing to them, even though he's, and this is what he's saying. Now, this is his side of the story. And I need you guys to understand. I see a lot of the comments who are thinking about, or who are, who are talking about how, yeah, he's kind of a douche and he kind of is, but he's not wrong in a lot of situations. And in this situation, he is, he's not wrong. So that's just something to think about something to mull over. Okay. Force. What does that consist of? Forcing someone to do something, are they accusing you of using violence or? No, they're accusing me, and this thing, they're accusing me of using the lover boy method, coercing them by being nice. The, and, and by the way, these charges presumably are public, so. They're public and this is extremely serious, but if you actually analyze the overall case against me, they're saying that Andrew and his brother, by being nice men, convinced girls to have TikTok accounts and then take the money. And it's very interesting because inside of the entire case file, there's not a single financial transaction to us for money. What are the penalties? They're extremely severe, five to 10 years in jail. And I've already served coming up now seven months in a form of jail. Um, they can only- So hold you, you are essentially incarcerated right now. Absolutely, I'm on house arrest. And that counts as jail. You can only be held six months without charge. I was initially picked up, thrown in a cell, without charge. And I think the intention of the entire investigation at that point was to find the crime because they had very, very weak evidence. They contacted 2000 people who know me or knew me. They tried very hard to convince some female somewhere to come forward and say something bad about me. The media machine, which works hands in hands with the justice machine, as you know very well, did exactly that. In fact, they offered bribes effectively. They'd call up ex-girlfriends and say, if you have anything bad to say about Andrew, we can pay you $50,000 for the story. And they tried very hard. They didn't find any evidence of anything. Uh, they then released me on house arrest. And then two days before the legal limit in which they had to drop everything, they charged me with whatever they had from the beginning, which is very little. And now we have to wait for the Romanian judicial system to analyze the file and God willing, throw it away. How long did you spend in jail? I was in jail for 92 days in a Romanian jail cell. What was that like? It was certainly an uh, interesting experience. Um, I won't lie and say it was easy. It was certainly very difficult. The uncertainty of it, it's a very uncertain situation to be picked up on just before New Year's Eve and thrown in a cell without charge. And I'm asking different prison guards and different prisoners, how long am I gonna be here? One person was like, I've been here two years. I was like, have you been charged? He goes, yeah, but I haven't gone to court yet. Like everyone's been there for years. I thought I was gonna be there for years. And it certainly takes a mental toll on you. And, and I think jail is a different experience when you know you're innocent. When I, there was a guy in there for murder, he's like, yeah, I murdered someone, I'm in jail. 
you can kind of, your soul and your mind yes. can accept the punishment for a crime. But when you actually done nothing wrong, I think jail is a lot harder. Did you know why you were there? Not initially. So for the, about the first two weeks, I never actually got told in English what I was accused of because I was arrested on December 29th. There's New Year's. What were the circumstances of that? Yeah, December 29th, 5 a.m., the armed guards ran in this house. Uh, they spent all day searching the entire house. They're very interested in electronics, as most federal agencies are. And then they put me, they took me that evening and said, we're going to go and put you in jail for 24 hours. And after 24 hours, you see a judge and the judge will decide if you stay in jail. And the judge decided I should Wait, stay in jail. What did you do? I mean, did you make, who'd you call? I, I had a lawyer and my lawyer came and he said, we need to analyze the case file. We need to see what they have against you. You're being accused of human trafficking. It's like human trafficking. That's insane. Who? When? What? I went to jail and then I was given all this paper in Romanian. I don't speak Romanian, although I live here. And then I was waiting for the translation. So I think it's about two weeks before I finally got the papers in English to understand why I was in a jail cell. And then I really understood how insane the accusations were. What is human trafficking? Yeah. So the overall, under, my understanding of it, they're saying that human trafficking is when you convince a woman to do something she doesn't want to do for financial gain. And there's different methods you can do that. You can do that through force. And you can also do that through How emotional that, coercion. I think most people, just speaking from the American perspective, most people believe that human trafficking is effectively slavery, selling human beings. That's what, and that's what I believe as well. Absolutely. And this is the thing that's so interesting. When you finally end up the enemy of the matrix and they use the legal system as a weapon to punish you for having an opinion, you realize how subjective the law is, right? Because it can be a weapon. When you have something subjective, you can just pick and choose. So if they sit and say, ah, human trafficking is a woman doing something for financial gain against her will via emotional coercion. Well, he knows these two girls. They have TikTok Emotional account. coercion? Convincing her. That's what I'm accused of because they have no proof of me doing anything wrong. So they said, he's convinced these girls to do TikTok for money. The girls have said themselves have said, this is not true. And the state is denying their statement saying, no, you're brainwashed. It is true. And I went, that's insane. So how is the state? If so, the state is trying to coerce the women. So how is the state not committing human trafficking by the same definition? Well, absolutely. It's very interesting. It's very interesting that you can sit someone down and tell them they're a victim when they say they're not a victim. <laughs> you're a victim of being coerced and we're going to try to coerce you into conceding you're coerced. Exactly. It's a very interesting Thank scenario. You, and, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And um, it's, it's a very interesting scenario. And I, I would, and it's up until this point, no judge has looked at the evidence of the case. So up until this point, I've been to court a bunch of times. But the only reason I was in court was to discuss my preventative detention. So under Romanian law, if you being free can impede the investigation, you should stay in jail. So the judge agreed that, yeah, maybe if he's free, he can damage this investigation because they're trying very hard to get something on this guy. So I've done a bunch of jail time. And now it just begins. The judge is going to look at the case. And like I said, God willing, I still have enough faith in the Romanian judicial system that she's going to look at this and go, this is not a crime. Or you're aware of the media coverage of this, however. So I'm, you're in jail for 90 days or yeah. more. And the rest of the world is talking about you. Do you know what they're saying? They're saying very heinous things. And I would hate to come there too. Uh, Angie, or was who was it said it? Ashley said it. So when this all broke... There was like a whole bunch of other shit going on too, but all everybody talked about was Andrew Tate. Do you guys remember? I want to say that this was, I'd have to go back and look, 
But I want to say that this was kind of the same time when Hunter Biden, re those charges and things really started to come out and really started to get covered. Then all of a sudden the Tate brothers were arrested and that in, in Romania nonetheless. So we don't really know anything, but they're covering it like they like like we're supposed to believe it. And they covered it so bullshitty because they were accusing him of human then human trafficking. And everyone's like, well, it's because he was hiring prostitutes. But that was, according to Andrew Tate, that wasn't the case. But that's all they talked about. And so you are absolutely right. The Hunter Biden stuff really didn't get talked about for like, this went on, I want to say for two or three weeks. This was everywhere for a long time. So good on you, Ashley. Good call. Across is a conspiracy theorist, Tucker, but I kind of have a fear be something to do with my influence and in an attempt to slander my name. Perhaps I'm crazy. But the fact that they chose such a heinous crime and they reported it so heavily and they won't shut up and keep repeating basically a slander attack day after day after day. Also considering the fact that other people who genuinely commit heinous crimes Thank you, have William. far we more love favorable your press coverage. I don't want you to think I'm a conspiracy theorist. Please, Tucker, I would hate for you to come here and call me crazy. Yeah. But something very strange about it, and I think the- What, when Jeffrey Epstein's friends call you immoral? Yeah. Uh, the uh, the goal of it is certainly to slander my name. And uh -huh. I, I like to see it as a litmus test. I like to see it as an intelligence test. Anybody who wakes up and looks at me and goes, he's a human trafficker because of TikTok, those, they're fully gone. So, but but from the West, can just defend the average news consumer in the West. Sure. Andrew Tate, kind of an outlaw. Yeah lives in some palace in Romania, yep. wherever that is. Yep. And he's been, and Romania sounds like the kind of place where human trafficking is like the main industry. There, a lot of that happens here. That's what's so crazy about it, right? <laughs> right. What's so crazy is if, if they really want to find a human trafficker, I think they could probably do it quite easily. <laughs> uh, but they managed to get me. That's certainly the perception. Um, but it's it's one of those charges that kind of sells itself. Oh, absolutely. And it doesn't matter if you're found guilty or not, right? You're a human right. trafficker forever. And, uh, but I do think that public consciousness is changing. I think with things like the, uh, there's been some very large court cases recently involving some very famous people in which women were caught lying, trying to slander men's names for rape and these kinds of things. And I don't think people believe it anymore, but that scares me to a degree because I think that the typical weapon, the standardized playbook is now failing. And I don't know what the new playbook is going to be. But it's almost it, like better the devil you know. That you're too famous. You're too successful. We don't like you. Call him a rapist or a human trafficker. Put him all over the news. Slander his name. Try and wreck his life. Now that nobody believes it, what's, what's the next move? What are they going to try next? Wouldn't it just have been easier to commit they were turned like off, a massive sorry. financial crime and defraud people of billions? Come up with like a fake cryptocurrency call it like i don't know ftx or just give a name to it yeah something yeah, and something then random. you know steal billions yeah and get your parents involved and buy a bunch of real estate in the bahamas and then like you'd be sort of a hero right oh absolutely and i would have certainly made a lot more money than tiktok because i don't think tiktok even pays you for views and if it certainly does i never got a single transaction from it so it's a very very interesting scenario but if i was accused of a financial crime my name would not be slandered. So no, of course. Well, of course not. You have the presumption of innocence. So just back to the, to the jail thing. So you're in with your brother. At, at the beginning, I was not. But towards the end, I was, yeah. What did you do all day? It's a good question. Um, I looked at the wall, stared at the wall, smoked cigarettes, lots of push-ups, read the Quran. Uh, you smoked cigarettes, did push-ups, and read the Quran. Basically, yes. And certainly had some introspective moments. Tried my best to get out, tried my best to, to, via my small phone calls, understand what's happening in the outside world. Tried to make sure that the people I love and care about are taken care of because 
I'm the man of my family and I'm also the man of quite a large, I wouldn't say empire, but life. And there's a whole lot of people who rely on me. You know, you have staff and families, you have oh, children and families. Feeling, yeah. So when you're plucked from that, it's kind of strange. You're in jail and you're concerned for yourself, but your primary concerns are also all your duties as a man. I have duties as, as a man. I don't want children to starve. We've got a whole tribe. You I've got know. people to pay. So it was very, very frustrating. Constantly trying to make sure everybody else, else was okay and feeling helpless. That's what hurt me the most. Make, I was trying to make sure everybody I love and care about was fine. And I wasn't as powerful as I should have been. And that was very upsetting. And especially they're going to keep me there for years. I was having serious concerns about how I can feed the people I love. Did you ever come to the edge at all? No, I, I certainly had some days I was less happy than others, but I, I made sure that my mindset was built in a way that I could always be doing something constructive. And also, I think you get what you give in life. And if I ever felt particularly sad on a day, I would try very hard to make other people happy because if I made other people smile, I'd feel better. So even the dinner ladies or the prison guards, I'd try very hard just to make people smile. I know it sounds silly. Some of the prison no, guards, some of the prison guards were more open than others, but there was one, there's a couple of prison guards who were ice cold, who didn't want to say a word to me. And I'm like, hey, bro, your hair looks amazing. And you just stare at me like he wants, shut up. But um, I just try my best to cheer people up, to cheer myself up. And as Thank a man, you, all you William. can do is I love find the results and continue doing the best you can. I appreciate it. I really do. What were the other prisoners like? I don't want to insult Romania in any way. And I love this country and I chose to live here. But if I had to describe it for the people, for an American audience to understand, I don't think Romania and a lot of these countries have the same kind of mental health setup or the mental health support that a lot of Western nations have. So you end up in jail. So I think a lot of, there was a lot of mental health problems inside the jail. So it was very similar. It wasn't just a jail. There was also a lot of mental health problems in there, which adds a new complexity and a new dimension to the suffering because there's just random screaming and there's suicide and there's, it's certainly Thank not you, Lily's nice flowers. Oh, I love so your face. It's horrifying. Yeah. I don't want to go back. You hear the phrase Romanian prison and it, and it sounds tough. So it was what you would imagine. It is. And, and when this process is over, there's a lot more I will say, but um, I will say the staff were very nice to me and I want to make this clear. I want to make it very clear that all the staff in the jail were very professional and very nice to me. I would almost say that they believed I was innocent and they understood that I didn't belong there. There was a, there was a semi-apologetic vibe to the way I was treated by the guards, if that makes sense. Yes. They understood very well. I don't think anybody, like I said, with a functioning brain believes that me at the age of 35 decided to steal TikTok money and ruin my entire life without financial motivation to girls who say they're not victims of anything. I don't think anybody with a brain. Well, the fact that you're not accused of a sex crime or yep. violence, which yep. I think most people don't really understand. Yep. And they can look it up. Yep. I mean, but you're not actually accused of Correct. rape. Correct. Selling anyone. Correct. Pimping. Correct. Okay. Um, that right there raises a lot of questions. Well, yeah, and, and, and this is the thing that's so interesting because I'm accused of using a method of human trafficking called the lover boy method. So how that would traditionally work is a man would meet a girl, become her boyfriend, take her to another country, turn her into a prostitute, say I love you, like pimping. Of course. But they're saying, because all my conversations with these girls are very nice, they're saying that, I used the Loverboy method to convince them to do TikTok. And once again, I never made a penny from TikTok and I have no interest in girls' TikToks accounts and I've never made any money from TikTok in my life. So that raises the question. So that right there, I think, I mean, we can let people assess. I'm not, you know, an expert on the Romanian legal code, but 
that's kind of not the impression that most people have. Oh, and, and that's the media, and that's the media who have made that very, very. The media have tried very hard to do that. And if I had to estimate, I think that the the overall intention was just to throw me in a cell, use the media machine to drum up something real. I think that's what the the, the goal was. So, but what's the? And I believe that. Um, it seemed, I mean, obviously. Yeah. Uh, one thing I've never been to Romania before, and one thing I'm struck by is the American presence here. Oh, it's massive. Fully understand that. So there are three NATO bases here yep. now. They're bustling because of the war in Ukraine. Yep. One's on the Black Sea, yep. right below Crimea. So this is strategically important, this country, to NATO. Absolutely. And um, so this is a lot less far away than I realized. It's much more American influence. Oh, absolutely. I, th I think, think that played a role? Yeah. Well, I think, and I don't want to get this incorrect, I think it's the second or third biggest U.S. embassy in the world. The U.S. embassy here looks like a prison. It's huge. They've got a huge embassy here. And even during Ceausescu, during the communism days, Romania was an ally of the West, even during communism. Yes. So, yes. Ceausescu came to New York. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So, Romania and America have been very good friends for a very long time. Um, I have to be careful what I say, but it's certainly, it's certainly very interesting what's happened to me. The American embassy were not particularly helpful, let's put it that way. They weren't very interested in me being locked up without charge. They didn't seem very interested in getting me out. But you're an American citizen. Absolutely. And uh, So you're an American passport holder. Correct. Um, so I think the average American believes, perhaps falsely, that if you are accused of a crime in a foreign country, particularly a less developed country like Romania, you go to the U.S. Embassy and someone takes an interest in your case just to make sure that your treatment falls within, you know, accepted standards of justice. Yeah, they, they came to see me, but they're, when I was asking them what they can actually do about all of this, they weren't particularly helpful. I don't want to peddle conspiracy theories, and I've heard a lot of information, etc., but... Um, I wouldn't say they sanctioned it. I don't know if they had to sanction it, but something... They weren't particularly interested in getting me out, but at least they came to see me more than once. I mean, they kind of pretended to care. The UK embassy didn't even pretend to care. The UK embassy had the UK embassy was. I, I really think they enjoyed it. They they didn't. They, and you're a, a British subject as well. Correct. And this is the kind of thing. And I want to say this here. That's kind of frustrating for me because Romania is my home now for seven years. But my my I'm half British, half American originally. And when something like this happens to you, you have this longing for home. You kind of want to go home. When you end up in a jail in a country where even though you've lived for a long time, you don't speak the language, you don't understand the legal system, going to court in a foreign language is far more intimidating than in your own <laughs> language. You don't have a clue what's being said. You don't, how, you don't understand how anything works. And then you kind of have this longing for home, but I feel like my home countries hate me and they hate me because of my message, which I believe to be a positive message. So you kind of have this strange feeling of homelessness because it's like, well, if I go to the UK, I believe they're going to attack me the same. If I go to America, I believe they're going to attack me the same. So where do you go? It's kind of scary. Where do you go? Good question. We're going to have to see. And How did you wind up here? I moved to Romania. I came to visit a long time ago before anybody ever visited Romania. I came to visit and I genuinely fell in love with the place. It truly is a, a fantastic country. I love nature. as an amazing nature. It's a very yes. safe place. It has this reputation of being dangerous. It's, it's not dangerous. It's very safe. The people are very good. The people are very conservative traditionally. It's almost like America was 20, 30 years ago. It's gorgeous. They have a bunch of nice restaurants and plenty of things to do. And I've never had a problem here in any way. Never had any issue with the law or with, or with the other side, criminals, nothing until this came out of nowhere. So it's been very strange. So what is it about your message? Do you think that infuriates certain people? 
Well, my message traditional. My message is traditional masculinity. My message is to stand up and say what you mean and mean what you say. And even going to the gym nowadays is an act of defiance because when you have a man who's built with any degree of principle, you say no to things. And I think if I have to analyze my message and why I'm so disliked by the people who dislike me, it's not the things I'm saying. It's the fact that if you adhere to my principles and you adhere to the things I say, you end up being the kind of person who will resist certain ideas. You say no. What kind of man never says no? Name a man who never says no. Men say no, right? Men, men wake up and say, no, I don't think that should be done this way. No, my children will not be taught that. No. The father's primary job. Absolutely. So when you say to men, listen, you're allowed to have an opinion. You're allowed to have standards. You're allowed to have boundaries and barriers. You're allowed to get up and become important and work hard and try hard and become the kind of man who can't be controlled. Then you're seen as an enemy. And I, especially with the massive influence I've gained, I think they look at me and go, ah, he's, he's helping men resist the slave programming. We don't need him around. We need to empty their brains so we can inject the slave programming and convince men to be eunuchs. Because once you're eunuched, then you're not a threat. I think I buy that. Because your message, I, I'm not the world's expert on your message, but I've seen a lot of it. And it's not explicitly political, actually. No, it's not political at all. And their original attack before this matrix attack is a weaponized virtue, which is what they usually do. There's no genuine virtue inside of these people. They weaponize virtue. They find a virtue and they turn it into a bullet and they shoot at you. I'm sure you know very well. Yeah, I've, I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> I was a misogynist for the longest time just for saying that men should have standards. If you, if you tell a man he could have standards in a relationship in any way, you're a misogynist. It's actually very interesting because- What does that mean to have standards in a relationship? But this is the thing that's so interesting about it because they've gendered the argument when I never did. I said, as a man, you shouldn't have a girlfriend who is a liar and a cheater. And you also shouldn't have male friends who are liars and cheaters. You shouldn't be around dishonest people, yes. male or female. Amen. And, Amen. They, and they gendered it and said, ah, he's a misogynist. He's saying that men should only act this way with women, et cetera. I said that men should have standards and you should have protocols that you're prepared to accept and you should have hard parameters. And if a woman doesn't want to adhere to those parameters, that's her decision and it's her prerogative, but you don't have to stay with her. Why should you? What's wrong with that? Well, that's teaching men to say no. They don't so, want men to say no. So are you arguing that it's better to be with a virtuous woman? I think so. Yes. I know that's crazy. No, I'm serious. I, mean, that I like am, Tucker. Good... I don't want to, I don't want to. It seems like good advice. I don't want to come across as extreme, but yes, I am. And what's actually funny is I really believe most of the things I'm saying were accepted by absolutely everybody 15 years ago, 10 years ago. And now it's public enemy number one. And it's because of the mass influence I have. At one point, I became the most Googled man on earth at one point. And it's a scary situation I'm but in. But if you're arguing that it's really important for a you man to see they're a loafers, woman, yeah. a decent woman. They're both wearing that. That's, that's the truest thing. And no socks. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's the most important thing yeah. any man can do. I mean, I can just tell you firsthand. Oh, thank you very much. Married 32 years. That's the most important thing. And you think saying that angered people? Absolutely. Because I'm arguing the only way to do that is via masculine excellence. I'm saying in the world we live in today, it's hyper competitive. And if you want to be the kind of man that has the choice of women to choose a good one, you need to be an excellent man. It's no longer acceptable for you to just be an average Joe or below average. You have to get up and you have to work hard and you have to be smart and interesting and you have to be charismatic and make some money and be in good shape and you have to try very hard. And unfortunately for them, if you follow that path as a man and you become successful in those realms, you end up being the kind of person who resists enslavement. You become the interview. So this was this was really the part that I wanted everyone to listen to, just kind of basically what his charges are. The rest of the interview is him talking about 
basically politics and, and just that kind of stuff and censorship and so on and so forth. It's a really good interview. It's like I said, it's, it's long, it's two and a half hours long. Um, I would recommend you go watch it if you want to. It's on Twitter on Tucker Carlson's page. Uh, I'm not going to play the rest of it here, like I said, because it is really, really long. And I have something else. Ashley sent me Trump's new ad, which we're going to watch here. And that's also what? That's three minutes long. God, you guys like just when TikTok took over and was like, okay, we all got the attention spans of a minute, maybe less. Uh, Everybody's coming out with these long ass interviews and Anyway, so we're going to watch that, too, and we can talk about some other stuff that's going on if you want. It is well worth a listen. William is absolutely right. It is well worth a listen to go and and just hear, especially if you hate Andrew Tate. If you really don't like this guy and you think he's just this huge misogynist, go listen to the interview. He And I just I don't get that from him. Like I said, he can come off as kind of a douche, but so can I. <laughs> when I want to, I can, and I have before. Um, especially when it comes to certain things, but go listen to the entire interview and then, you know, let me know what you think. Like you can comment on this live or you can comment on anywhere that we are on social media. Oh, by the way, we're on threads. I don't know for how long threads is the new Twitter. They're getting sued. I don't know how long it's going to be there. So, so meta came out with their brand new Twitter. Like they, they're like, Oh, we're going to do this too because they want to be the all-encompassing app. So they came out with an application called Threads, which looks a lot like Twitter, acts a lot like Twitter. It's basically Meta's Twitter 2.0. I started one and I made Jasanya come start one too so I'd have a follower. I didn't want to look like a big loser. And <laughs> you can go and you can tweet. I don't know how long it's going to last because apparently what had happened though was Zuckerberg had hired some of the ex-Twitter employees. <laughs> to create this app and then they went to twitter and like data harvest all this stuff from twitter and elon musk ended up sending meta a cease and desist and they're good they they might sue him so i don't know i don't know how long it's gonna be but we're on threads if you want to come find us if you don't that's okay i don't know that i'm gonna post a whole lot there just because it, it i've heard the censorship is real real bad there uh but if you want to you can we're there so all right ashley you sent me a thing. Okay. And you sent me this as a file. So you're going to have to just give me a minute and make sure video file. Oh, here it is. It's right here. Look, I can download it right onto StreamYard. Well, fucking A. Johnson. Can you hear it? They can get me. They can get all of us. He is standing in the way. And that can sound like a campaign slogan, but it's very true. Now we're approaching the most important battle of our lives. Now, for the very first time in American history, a sitting president, DOJ, has indicted his top political rival ahead of a presidential campaign. When they indicted me for nothing, I said, now the gloves are off. Now we have to say Are we still here? Hello? Did it stop playing? Were you still here? Hello? Can you hear me? Did YouTube take us down? 
Are we still here? We are still here? Okay, let's try again. But it doesn't want to play. I see. You see me? Let me see if I can find it without the... Let's remove this. Let me see if I can find it without the... Air tonight. Hold on. Is it the wolves one? I see you. You see me? Are you seeing me? Yeah, I had to take it down. I'm not really sure what happened. I'm going to remove it off of here. So I don't know if it... Stop screen. I'm going to... Let me see if I can find it on the Twitter. Let me see if I can find it on the tweeter. I'm going to close out of this too. All right. Let's go. So it's Trump's ad. Oh, there it is. Okay. I got it. Let me, let me see if I can play it from the tweeter a little bit better. I don't know if it's StreamYard or if it, it might be my internet too. Better?
will totally obliterate the deep state. went on that shit alone i don't know that's he's got a lot of good ads out there that's one thing that trump has got going for him whoever is doing these these campaign ads and his campaign marketing is like the bee's knees like they can put these because the whole idea about marketing is to make people feel something like you have to feel something and whoever's doing this for him does a fantastic job of that let's see if joe biden has any okay so let's go joe biden ad AI generated. Let's see. Hold on. Is this it? No. <laughs> a lot of trolling. A lot of sniffy Joe. Nope, nothing. Nothing for Joe Biden. Doesn't he have any ads out there? You would think that he would. Hold on. Let's do Joe Biden... That's why good marketing is so freaking important. Well, I got this. <laughs> I fucking love Twitter. I don't care what anybody says. Twitter's great. This one's good. That right here. Look at that. Ya boy. Please do Ange. What? Do, do what? Going to see the sound of freedom. Oh, yeah. The sound of. Hmm. I was going to make a video about that today. I don't know if I'm going to or not because it's going to piss people off. And at the end of the day, in my opinion, it doesn't really matter. Sonny, did I send you that stuff? I didn't think I did. About one of the producers and how they're <laughs> getting all kinds of money from the Mexican cartel. And I just boy, I'm I'm not ready. I'm not I'm not so sure if I'm I'm ready for that yet. Maybe I'll make the video. They put it in it and it's true. It that all connects together. And yeah, I'm gonna wait. I'm just gonna wait until the heat dies down a little bit. I don't need to piss people off here. I made Joe Biden a campaign ad. Let me know what you think. Well, let's see. I came to admire Joe as a man who has learned early on yeah. to treat everybody he meets with dignity and respect. Why, 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 you're getting nervous, man. You're a damn liar, man. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. Yeah. You're full of shit. All right, thank you. Now, shush. You know what you said? I Get your words straight, Jack. Yeah, Jack. Living by the words his parents taught him. No one's better than you, Joe, but you're better than nobody. And I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only 123 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class. 
that he does not have three degrees from college and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class, and won only one degree, not three. He made me a better president, and he's got the character and experience to make us a better country. I'm asking you to believe in Joe's ability. Where am I going? You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with uh, I don't know. In Kamala's ability. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> to lead this country out of these dark times and help us build it back better. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know the you know the thing. You know how we talk about it. We got breaking news. Thank you on Rumble. And it was, on, I had to switch my Rumble over. It was Jennifer Wazowski on Rumble who broke this in, in my comments. You guys are going to believe this shit. <laughs> Look at this. So the White House cocaine investigation closed by Secret Service without any suspects. They closed it. You know the thing? It's closed. It's done. Um, the Secret Service concluded its investigation into the cocaine found in the White House earlier this month after it was unable to determine a suspect, according to CNN, as the discovery prompted a flurry of unfounded far-fetched theories from some Republicans targeting President Joe Biden. No shit. No shit, because he lives there. Listen. Okay. Uh, so going on, the key facts are going to be the Secret Service closed the investigation after a review of visitor logs and surveillance footage failed to produce any suspects or a timeline for when the cocaine may have been brought to the West Wing, according to CNN. The cocaine was found in the in one of the cubbies where the White House visitors are instructed to leave their belongings during tours of the West Wing, according to officials. Kind of. Another reported came out and said that it was in a much more secure area where the general public actually wasn't allowed. It was more like back where like Kamala parked and everything. So I don't know. CNN then also reported previously that the Secret Service didn't expect to find a suspect given that the drugs were found in a high traffic area of the West Wing. Um. <laughs> It was the ghost key. <laughs> Listen. You know, when it matters, they can't find nobody. They couldn't find the leaker to the SCOTUS Roe versus Wade thing. They can't figure out whose cocaine this was. When it matters, they can't find anything. But you know what? If you didn't wear a mask to freaking Walmart on Wednesday at 9 a.m., they're going to know exactly who you are and they're going to come for your, they're going to come for you. If you, if you get paid more than $10,000 via PayPal and you don't report it, they're going to come for you. But they can't figure this out. They can't figure this out. Didn't they find that one guy that leaked those secrets to Ukraine in like 48 hours? That kid, he was like 19. And they kicked his door in and took him to jail. They were like, those were not for you to leak to the public. And he's like, these prove that the Ukraine war is bullshit. And they leaked him anyway. Putin did it. <laughs> Uh, another theory is that a Secret Service agent was bringing it in for Hunter. 
Man, I got this theory on Hunter. And I'm not the only one. I don't know. Sonia, did I send you that thread? I don't think I did. From Twitter? I'm not the only one. I have this theory that Hunter flipped back in 2017, right before the laptop thing was dropped off, that he flipped and, and started to, like, give information to the other side in order to save his own ass. And we went through and we did a whole show on it and we put it all together and it made sense. And I'm not going to do it again, but you should go watch that show. It's a good one. Um, it was definitely Putin. <laughs> it's closed. That's it. Shit. That's it. I don't know. What else do I have? That's, that's all. What else? I'm looking to check my comments here. I think that's all I got for today. That's, that's all I think I can handle. I can't believe they're just going to close that out. You ain't going to do nothing. You ain't going to, I mean, come on. <sighs> Shit. Okay. It's done. Game over. It's just like the Titanic submarine. It's over. It imploded. They did. Ship love, dirty DC. What's up? <sighs> there is that live recording of what sounded like Hunter saying he took a deal. Oh, there's so much. There's so much. There's the dates don't add up. There's so much that we, and you have to like look into Hunter. This whole like smear campaign that Hunter Biden didn't pay child support isn't true. I don't know if you knew that, but it's not true. Uh, he did. And then he stopped until the paternity, which he got a court order enabled to be able to do until he got a paternity. The whole thing is fucking. I do. I believe it. He, they, he, everybody is saying every, the whole question as to why he would drop that laptop off at a, uh, a repair shop just randomly by himself. And everyone's like, well, he's a drug addict and he was high and you don't know what you're doing when you're high. But according to like his novel, and according to um, a bunch of like different things that he was doing at the same time, he had been clean. He was clean for a long time. Did you also know that, who is it? So Bo Biden's wife, who Hunter Biden slept with after Bo Biden died, was a crackhead before Hunter Biden. And so the theory runs is that when everything was kind of coming to a head, and they were afraid that they were going to get caught doing all of this stuff. The Biden family as a whole. So it had been like um, Biden's brother, Biden, probably Mrs. Biden. When all of this was coming to a head, they put a lot of this in Hunter's name because and then kept him like whacked out on crack. And they just kept putting all the all the shit from Burisma. It's all in his name. But he was so whacked out on drugs during that time. There's no way he could have done any of this. This was all done by his dad. And th we had concluded that he eventually got to a point where it was like, I'm being used. My name was used in all of this. I didn't have a lot to do with any of this. And he flipped and gave all, because if you think about it, all of the, the things that are surrounding Biden right now, they're, they really nothing to do with Joe. It's all Hunter. And then it ties doing, what are you going to tell me that the secret service or whoever randomly found documents in Joe Biden's house in the garage, the very same garage that in, Hunter Biden's novel, he talks about sitting in and watching TV and drinking and smoking crack. That's exactly where they found those docs, right? You're going to tell me the Hunter Biden, the son of who at the time was the vice president, his cell phone gets hacked by a bunch of 17-year-olds in their basement of their mom's house on Reddit, and they can't find who that is. They can't find who hacked his cell phone and then put that information out on WikiLeaks, which Joe Biden is now being scrutinized for. 
They didn't hack his phone. He gave it to them. And he did it to save his ass, which is also probably why he only got a slap on the wrist when it came to the tax stuff. And he's not going to be charged for the gun. Everybody was so up in arms. They're like, I can't believe he's not being charged. Because he took a deal. And then the same people who are like, wow, that's no way because he hangs out with Joe Biden are going to then turn around and make me a video about how Joe Biden's not Joe Biden. Like, and how this, it kind of goes into like the past proves the present or the present proves the past kind of thing. Cause all of this stuff is old as shit. Like it's from 2016 back when uh, Biden was in the Senate. It's all really old. So I don't know. You'll have to go watch it. I had to like go and um, so what did they off Bo? So Bo apparently died from brain cancer. Yes and no. More so we dug into Joe Biden's first wife who was killed in a car accident. And there was so much mystery around that car accident. She apparently had run a stop sign. The kids, she had the kids with the kids. They initially reported that she was drunk and then redacted it and said that she wasn't drunk. Then they initially reported the other guy was drunk and he was never drunk, but it ruined his life. Oh, it was bad. It's so bad. But did you also know that Hunter Biden had named his daughters after his mother? Did you also know that Hunter Biden is named after his biological mother? I think there's a lot to the the Hunter Bidens. And I'm not saying you should feel bad for Hunter Biden, but I am saying that I think he bailed out and is now doing all of this to expose his dad even more. Bo and Hunter were not supposed to survive, correct? And I think they kept him on crack for a long time because then as soon as the laptop was dropped off, he went and he, like two weeks later, married some chick that he had met randomly on a beach and had a kid with her. Just, what? How are you? And they're like, well, he was high. Well, no, he wasn't. He was clean during that time. And she helped him stay clean. A lot of people are saying that his new wife is his handler. So it's not really his wife. She's the one that's making sure that he keeps in line and he does what he said he was going to do in order to escape like jail time and being prosecuted the fuck out of here the whole thing blew my mind you have to go watch it i'll pin it <sighs> okay i gotta move on i gotta move on that's it sonny we're gonna wrap up we're at the top of our hour this was fun thanks for hanging with me and thanks for coming back i know we've been gone for a while we're live tomorrow for the oh i closed out of it tucker carlson we're gonna do some more tucker carlson uh tucker carlson is gonna host the gop presidential primary forum in Iowa. So this is going to be here in Council Bluffs or in Council Bluffs, not here. I live in Cowtown, but it's going to be here in Iowa. Um, he's done stuff like this before, but it's going to be a longer day. So we're going to stream it <coughs> and we'll watch. We've got all the GOP nominator, uh, the GOP nominees and the ones that are running that are going to come and they're going to speak at this thing. It's going to be really good to watch just to see what they have to say. And so we'll watch as much as we can. That's going to start at 9.15. Is that what we said? We're not starting it right at the opening because I don't want to watch people walk through the door. And I don't want to listen to the Christian band play. That's not really my thing. So it's going to be right as they they start with the forums, which are going to start about 9.15. So that's going to be tomorrow. So you can pop in and out. If you're at work, you can pop in and out and listen. I wanted to watch it. So I thought maybe you guys want to watch it too. Uh, and that's it. I love your guys' faces. Thank you for being here. We will do this again in the next week or two. We're going to have JD on uh, and we're just going to keep going. So thank you. I love your faces. Keep her moving. Take it easy. Tell your mom I says hi and watch out for deer. Bye guys.
Back off, I'll take you on. Headstrong, you take on anyone. I know that you are wrong. You're headstrong. You're headstrong.